0: The Shadow Diaries from Studio 71 and Snarled Entertainment.
1: Oh my god. Dude, the
0: stage is on fire! Oh my god! Eliza! Eliza!
1: Alarming news from Louisiana this evening.
0: Tragedy strikes at famed voodoo. Journalist
1: Shayna Secco arrested for inciting a riot causing.
2: The following story takes place between late spring and early summer of last year, a period of time where I witnessed pure evil. Witchcraft, demonic sacrifice, real monsters, death, mass destruction, and the disappearance of pop superstar Eliza Gold. But before we dive further into the events that transpired, let's rewind to April of the same year, when I was still a glorified intern at music media website, Today's Beat. I was hired as a junior editor in the pop music vertical, which basically meant I wrote listicles and made coffee and lunch runs. I'm going to see Morrissey tonight at the garden. Wow, lucky you, getting to see some real music. Unlike the crap we cover here.
1: What, you're not looking forward to reviewing the new Bieber single? Ha
2: ha ha, very funny. Got an extra ticket if you want to join. Seriously? The Groupon deal was too good to pass up. I'm so down. Those are my awesome collection of vindictive, backstabbing, and need I mention pretentious, co-workers in the collective junior editor bullpen. They all dress to appear either hypebeast or boho chic, so they can sell that music biz vibe. But most of them are looking at today's beat as a stepping stone to their Devil Wears Prada dreams. Hey, girl. How's the listicle coming along? And that is Megan. She isn't shy about bossing around those who don't suck up to her. Almost done. We just need a few more. Actually, you need to stop that. The executive team is ready for an afternoon coffee. Same order as the last time, but could you double-check Amanda's latte is done with oat, not soy? They used soy last time, which is really gross hormones. Sorry, I asked for oat. Just double-check, okay? Fuck my life. If I don't get a real story soon, my dad's gonna stop bankrolling my New York adventure, crush all my fantasies, and move me back home to San Diego.
1: Shayna, got an order for Shayna.
2: You did the latte without, right? Executives, including senior managing editor Chuck Levy, had gathered
1: in a conference room. You're
0: on
1: with Marilyn Rose. Hey you, how's the circus?
3: Putting out fires, per
1: usual. Love it. So yeah, let's talk about Eliza Gold. We are beyond excited to get Megan on the road with your girl and cover the first week of the big comeback tour.
2: Megan? Covering Eliza Gold's comeback tour? Maybe I should quit.
3: Yeah, we're a hard pass on Megan, Chuck.
1: Uh, okay. Why?
2: I took my time handing out the coffees in order to hear as much of the news as I could. Amanda opened her lid and sniffed for oat
1: milk before drinking. Seem to pass the spell test.
3: No offense, but we want someone who actually likes Eliza's music. Right,
1: so you want a fan? Should I look for a fan? No,
3: just someone who takes Eliza seriously, understands that she's faced her demons and harnessed them, and along with her new team and me, of course, is taking over the world.
1: Yeah, I mean, she hasn't taken over the world yet, Marilyn, so maybe we should just curb the enthusiasm. Oh,
3: just you wait, all right? Now. Who on your staff is an Eliza diehard and a true believer?
1: Chuck paused,
2: totally stumped. And just like that, the world opened up. I delivered the last coffee, quietly exited, hauled ass back to my computer, and sent the following email to Chuck. Heading, someone who actually likes Eliza's music. Wink emoji. Then I attached the most recent blog I had written on Eliza called She's Cometh Again, and hit send. Then I waited and worried if my Hail Mary would be viewed as ambitious or annoying or both. About 45 nerve-wracking minutes after I sent him my email, Chuck invited me into his office. It's the sort of room filled with uber-cool music memorabilia, like concert stubs and first-edition vinyls from the usual Music Geek Top Ten. Joy Division, The Pixies, LCD Sound System, and Public Enemy.
1: I saw your email. Oh? Yeah, I read the article. You did? Yeah, I noticed there were like 50 other Eliza posts too on that blog going all the way back to your teenage years. Are we a little obsessed?
2: Okay, let me explain. The blog in question, Eliza's World, was basically in my life's work up until going to college where such things were viewed as acts of juvenile fandom. And to be clear, I did have a serious Eliza Gold obsession that started when she was on my favorite after school show, The Mystery Club. My blog was born of Mystery Club, but by no means were they simply episode recaps or fan theories. They soon became my safe space to talk about life, love, sadness. So when the show was canceled, I just kept writing, shifting my focus from the show to Eliza herself. I chronicled everything Eliza, from tracking her tour stops to who she was dating, to compiling a page of every single one of her interviews. My blog was a one-stop shop for fans of Eliza Gold. Eliza really was like the sister I never had. And after my mom died of breast cancer, escaping into Eliza's world helped me deal with life and also taught me how to be a real writer. Childhood obsession, guilty as charged. That post is like my first Eliza post in four years. I couldn't help but write about
1: the comeback. Cool, so you wanna do it? Do what? Go out on the road and cover the tour.
2: Yes! I mean, Yes, sir. (laughs) I love the new EP. I obviously know her better than anyone else, and I've already done some research on her sudden resurgence.
1: Great. So it's settled. Just don't uh, fan out and screw up the whole story, okay? Copy. For real. You're representing me and the company here. Got it. This isn't your ten-year-old blog. You're a professional now. And these artists, I mean, they look human, but what you start to realize when you spend time with them is they're not of this earth. They're like a whole different species. I mean, their worldview, the lens they see through, it's very, very different from ours, okay? Got it?
2: Yep, yep, I follow. What about the listicle I was working on?
1: Yeah, 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 Megan will finish it. You fly out tonight. Congratulations, you're a journalist now.
2: Suddenly a million thoughts raced through my head. It was already 6.30. How would I get home and pack in time to make the flight? Who would move my stuff if I wasn't back in two weeks? My dad? No. Chuck? What now? Where am I going? Chuck not so politely shut the door to his office in my face as I wondered if those words could really be true. But I didn't have time to think I had a flight to catch. I'd barely slept on the plane. I called the number I had for Eliza's assistant, Christine, several times.
0: The mailbox is full and cannot accept any messages at this time. Goodbye.
2: Ugh. I had a supercharged Seattle espresso shot, and by then it was time to head to the venue. An Uber ride later, I was there, and the crowds were already filing into this afternoon festival in Seward Park called Electric Odyssey. Eliza's show had been announced last minute as a surprise part of her kickoff to the tour. Seco, Shayna Secco.
1: Sorry, don't have it. Uh, I just see general mission here, miss.
2: Well, that's not right. <laughs> I work at Today's Beat. I'm a journalist.
1: Cool. Still not here.
0: All right, everybody. Next up, let's hear it for Eliza Gold!
3: Who's ready to lose their fucking mind tonight?
2: Ugh. Instead of arguing, I grabbed the Gen Pop ticket, texted Eliza's assistant, Christine again, as well as Chuck, and took a break to watch the show. Eliza started off the set with Reborn, which was supported by strobe lights and smoke machine effects that made it look like her rebirth was actually happening right there on stage. I'd seen Eliza a half dozen times before, so her command of the stage wasn't new for me, but this time was a different Eliza. This wasn't the happy-go-lucky girl I'd seen before. This Eliza was pure power, and her audience was totally captivated, including me, until I remembered I was a journalist, and this journalist needed to get backstage and cover the story.
0: Thank you, Seattle! Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit mfm.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.
2: Eliza's assistant hadn't called or texted me back. Chuck was still MIA, and I was stuck having to manifest a path to Backstage to find my contact and pin down Eliza's team before they hopped on the tour bus and left my novice journalist ass high and dry.
1: Everyone stand back. We'll call your name when your group is ready to come back.
2: The line for Backstage was a mess. Since it's a festival, this wasn't just Eliza's guests. It was a logjam of everyone who thought they should be there, including me. Hey! I'm a journalist. My name is, uh, Shane. Easy, rookie. Wait
3: your turn. You're not the only one with a story to cover.
2: As I was texting Chuck for the 15th time, asking for help to get my pass, I suddenly heard...
1: Hey! Hey! Get back! What are you doing, man? Come on! Let me through! I have to get back there! I have to see Eliza!
2: Security guards piled on a tall, scrawny, emo-looking guy his head covered by a hoodie who was just trying to make his way around the back of the stage.
1: I need to see Eliza,
2: now! I could see the emo dude dragged away, literally kicking and screaming. His deep-set eyes locked on me for a split second. It felt like I was getting sucked into a dark void.
1: Can I help you, miss?
2: Until I realized I had made it to the head of the line. Oh, yes, sorry. Shayna Seko. guest of Eliza Gold.
1: Not on the list.
2: Uh, I'm sorry, must be a mix-up. But basically, I'm a writer for today's beat, and I'm kinda covering her story for the publication. Press pass? Funny story. My boss, <laughs> his name is Chuck, seems to have messed up at will call. Now he's not answering Can't and- Can't
1: let you through without some kind of credential. Next. If
2: you could just reach out to Christine, that's Eliza's assistant, then- Gonna
1: have to step aside.
2: Oh, uh, yes, this is Chuck. Miss? Chuck. My pass isn't at will call and Christine won't pick up and the tour bus is gonna leave and I- Pass, Christine! Got it! You do?
1: Okay, Shayna, you're good.
2: Oh,
1: awesome. Follow the tunnel to the exit. Eliza's bus is out front. Christine is waiting for you. Cool.
2: I ran hard down the tunnel, as if I was late for a flight. My heart pumped hard. This was it, this was my moment.
3: Wait, hey, wait!
2: I finally arrived at the bus, as Christine, a sleepy-eyed hipster with frizzy hair and super thick glasses and wide 90s-era frames, looked down
3: at me. Yo! You Shayna from today's beat? (sighs) Yeah, I- Tight. We were worried you were a no-show.
2: And just like that, I was in. (laughs)
3: So that's Drew, Eliza's stylist. Welcome to the party. The roadies, Gio, Scott, and Val. So. It was my first tour bus
2: experience, and it was even cooler than I could have imagined. A DJ booth, an upscale mini kitchen, an open
3: bar, plush furniture and vintage interior design, i.e. the works. And this is Eliza's drummer, Blake, and her guitarist, Xavier. They're a little standoffish. Eliza's backup dancers and vocalists, Monisha, Layla, Jen, and Priya. Hey! hey. Nice blazer, you yeah.
2: Thanks. Priya's eyes seemed to linger on me as, in the very back of the bus, through an open door, I got my first glimpse of Eliza up close. She was seated next to a guy a few years her senior in a leather jacket with chiseled facial features that were shadowed by his vintage Western hat. Beside them, an equally commanding presence. A woman in her 50s, dripping in turquoise jewelry. A ripped black tank top, skinny black jeans, and vintage Ray-Bans. I knew them both well. Mother and son team Marilyn and Cooper Rose, Eliza's current manager and boyfriend, respectively. As Marilyn pushed a door to the room closed, I caught a glimpse of Eliza's cat, Gypsy. All black except for a white spot on its forehead, walking by. So, Christine, when do you think I might be able to chat with Eliza?
3: Well, we're all going to an underground nightclub in Olympia, so maybe after the club we can set aside some time for a prelim. A club? With music and dancing. You've been before, correct? Uh, uh, yes. Yes. Great. We have table service. Enjoy yourself. I'll let you know if Eliza has time after to talk.
2: Just like that, I was alone again watching everyone unload out of the bus as we were herded down the stairs of a subterranean speakeasy. Let me set the scene for you as accurately as I can. It's too easy to call a club chaotic, because all clubs are chaotic. This place was different. It's an after-hours spot, which inherently creates the feeling of a fever dream. And it's Olympia, which has its own demons roaming. Nicknamed Sam and Edie's after their promoters, the place played a mashup of dark electronic with a hint of 90s grunge to adhere to the legacy of fallen heroes, Kurt Cobain and Chris Cornell.
0: Yo,
3: Shayna, over here.
2: The overly nice and mysteriously attractive Priya waved me past the general pop into the VIP and to the table with the bottle service.
3: Sit with us, girl. Thanks. I can't believe you're a big time writer and so young. That's so badass. Oh, well, I'm actually not that big of a writer, but- And humble too. I think this calls
2: for a cocktail. Oh, I actually think I should probably stay mostly sober if I'm gonna interview Eliza tonight. <laughs>
0: oh, babe.
3: Missy ain't talking to anyone for the rest of the night. She just entered Freddy land. We may never get her back. I'll pour you a shot.
2: As my new friend poured me a shot of Patron, I zeroed in on Eliza at the next table over. She was indeed locked into a serious convo with Freddie Leon, the long-haired, eccentric, gender-fluid actor who had co-starred on the Mystery Club with her. And Priya couldn't have been more correct. By the time 3am hit, I could see Eliza leaving with Freddie and everyone at our table motioned to exit. Was this the way it went down? A bunch of missed ops and one way too short interview before I would be back on a plane to figure out a story? Not exactly how I imagined it.
3: Shayna, we out, come on! One sec!
2: Before I left with the crew, I noticed something. A real opening. Eliza had left her phone behind at Freddy's table. I quickly ran and snatched it and ran outside with everyone else. (laughs) Eliza! In the parking lot by the bus, I carpe DM'd that shit and waved her cell phone in the air. Eliza turned and looked at me through her crazy blue eyes. Mission accomplished. You found it. She ran back over to me, and just like that, we were face to face. For real. Yes. Thank you so much. Oh, Mystery Squad cell phone case. Nice. Really? Cooper thinks it's lame. No way. It's ironic. This girl thinks my case is ironic. Not lame, jerk off. What's your name? I'm Shayna. Shayna? Oh, Seko. The journalist. Yeah. Fucking love it.
1: Come on, babe. Let's go to Freddy's.
2: Chill, fucko! I'm having a conversation! Cooper sighed, waiting outside the open door to the black luxury SUV that Eliza sometimes took when she needed a break from tour bus life. You wanna ride with us? So we can keep chatting? Christine be damned. I would get my prelim after all. Maybe I was better at this than I thought. As I slid in behind Cooper and Eliza, the energy in the SUV felt oddly tense. Instead of the fun party vibes of seconds earlier, everyone had gone totally silent. Cooper held Eliza in his arms, and Marilyn held a letter written in big red letters. I squinted to see the letter, which read, There's still time for us to fix you. Call me. And you're
3: sure it was him? Yes. How did he even get in? I don't know. I spoke to security and... You know what, let's talk about this later.
2: With that, Marilyn crumpled the letter in her hand. And I glanced to Eliza. Everything okay? Her lack of response told me what I already felt. Everything was not okay, and our prelim was off for now. Minutes later, the SUV was trailing both tour buses up the hills, into the woods, and away from the lights of Olympia. An uneasy silence had settled in. No one mentioned the letter or the break-in. It was like an open secret. I wondered who was lurking around in the shadows with bad blood. And what did Marilyn and Eliza know about him? It was 3.45 a.m. as a gate opened and we pulled onto the winding road, leading toward Freddie Leon's compound in the rural Oregon foothills. We parked and walked back toward the main house, merging back in with everyone from the bus. Eliza's girl gang, Drew and Priya, began to offer theories about Freddie's compound and what went on inside. Word is, this is the same place the Rajneeshis used to house their commune back
3: in the 70s. Apparently, Freddie converted it into a residence where his inner community of light lives with him. Total sex cult vibes. Bet. Oh, Shayna, don't listen to the girls. They love to spill the tea. Freddie's harmless. He just meditates all day and hosts these amazing light ceremonies. Anytime we're nearby, Eliza just loves to do energy work with him.
2: According to multiple sources online, Eliza's resurgence also had ties to a spiritual awakening. Seemed apt that The Awakening would be by the way of her childhood co-star. Gotta love Hollywood. Only candlelight lit up the open-air living room. People were seated on pillows, dressed in white linen. A Jesus lookalike played the flute. Model types danced in dashikis like a Charles Manson photo shoot. The scene was fucking surreal.
3: Hey, we're all going down to the pool. The view is insane. I'll be there in a minute. Gotta go pee.
2: Half-truth there. Yes, after five shots and a lot of water to make sure I didn't have a hangover, I was bloated AF and desperate for a commode. But no, I was not exclusively breaking off from the girl gang to pop a squat. I also wanted to do some digging and see where the rooms took me next. So after I finished in the bathroom and walked down a dark hallway, past an ironic framed quote that read, Don't piss off fairies, I walked down a set of steps towards where the chants were coming from. And this is where I found the first clue to a Pandora's box of secrets I would soon uncover about Eliza. Through a crack in the door, as I silently observed, I found Eliza in the center of a circle as Cooper and about nine other people, Freddie and Marilyn included, were engaged in something ritualistic. It wasn't just a spiritual version of Hatha. Breathing was only half of the picture. There was violence. Hitting. Clawing. It seemed to be escalating. Eliza at the center. Her eyes rolled back, speaking in tongues. Shayna! Just like that, I was found. Terrified would be an understatement.
3: We've been looking for you.
2: I i i got lost. I couldn't find the... Um... Time to go. Come on, Shayna. I sat outside with Christine, Priya, and the rest of the entourage for a while. All of us pretending I hadn't seen what I saw before Cooper and Eliza finally exited. The sun was coming up. We all moved towards the bus. I tried to keep silent before Eliza turned to me. That place was like the age of Aquarius, right? It was the strangest thing. She acted like nothing had just happened inside. Maybe we can carve out some time later today. Uh, To chat for the story. Suddenly, Eliza froze in place and I'd wondered what I'd done wrong now. But as Cooper and the rest of the entourage moved on, I hung back and realized this wasn't about me at all. There was a stranger amongst us, locking eyes with Eliza from the edge of the woods. The same hooded figure who had tried to rush backstage earlier.
3: It's you. I knew you'd come.
2: The shadow man stared his face dark under his hood. I was genuinely frightened of him, but Eliza didn't seem scared at all. Trance-like, she approached the shadow man without caution.
3: Eliza, stay away, security!
2: Eliza's head security guard, Russell, came sprinting at the shadow man who immediately took off to the wooded hillside. He followed.
3: Back in the bus, everyone!
2: Cooper grabbed Eliza and they disappeared into the bus as I approached.
3: Shayna, that was crazy, right? We're so sorry that you had to witness that. Eliza has super crazy fans and sometimes we have trouble handling them. But Marilyn would love to move you to one of our hotels for the rest of the week. So that way you can be closer to the team. And we're gonna make sure that the interview with Eliza is locked in for this afternoon. Uh, oh. Marilyn and Cooper wanna thank you for your discretion about tonight's unfortunate event.
2: Of course. I glanced at the other bus to see the window shade to Eliza's private back room partially open. A figure, dark grey, with sunken black eyes, stared out. A chill swept down the back of my neck for a visceral, terrifying instant in which I came face to face with the obscure, the unknown. I blinked hard several times. Sure, it was just my exhaustion playing tricks on me. When my eyes reopened, a light had turned on in the room, and I could see that it was Marilyn who was peering out the window. She slid the shade shut as Cooper and Eliza entered. Shayna, come on. Christine led me to the other tour bus. Not nearly as nice as the first. It was mostly for crew, production, with some backup band. They set me up with a cot, and as we rode into dawn, it was clear that this was just the beginning of my twisted, dark, beautiful fantasy.
0: The Shadow Diaries, directed by Kay Asher Levin, written by Kay Asher Levin and Zach Imbrogno, episodes 2, 5, 8, and 9, co-written by Matt Worley, produced by Gail Gilman and Kay Asher Levin, edited by Fitz Harris. Executive producers Michael Schreiber, Dave DeVries, Steven Pearlstein, and Gail Gilman. Starring Madeline Pesch as Eliza Gold and Kara Hayward as Shayna Secco. Featuring Constant Zimmer as Marilyn Rose, Kay Asher Levin as Chuck, Markia McCarty as Priya, Clint Howard as Dr. Summers, Lydia Hurst as Christine, Davi Santos as Trevor, Carter Jenkins as Cooper Rose. Gerald Webb as Virgil. Co-produced by Andrew Seeley. Josh Falcon, audio engineer, Annalise Nelson, Associate Producer, Music provided by Gramoscope. Mixing by Peter Lapinski. Podcast cover art by Dak Schaefer. Script supervisor Rebecca Samini.